belong, become, believe. You're listening to Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. The message for September 24th, 2023 is called Jesus Club. It's actually known culture, but Jesus Club is the name that the kids gave it as it's Kids Sunday. The speaker was Logan Wilton along with the Kids of Grace, and the location is Clap Auditorium, Mount Sequoia in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hello, Grace. Welcome to Jesus Club. My name is Logan Wilton, and I am so excited to welcome you all here today. Um, I have had the privilege of volunteering with the kids here at Grace Church every second week for the past past few months, and it has honestly been one of the highlights of my time here in Arkansas so far. For those that are curious about what happens at Jesus Club every second week, while y'all are in here listening to the sermon, uh, we spend time coloring, we do crafts, and we spend time talking about our weeks and learning about Jesus. And we do most of this through open conversation where questions, derailments, and rabbit holes are not only welcome, but encouraged. And this is developed as a part of our culture thanks to our focus on relationships. We have a focus in our group on valuing everyone's voice in the group and making sure that if you have something to say, everyone is going to listen to you. Our conversation is often dynamic and it gets to the heart of what is on the kids' minds. Sometimes that is a response to the Bible verse we were talking about that week, and other times it's a random story about something embarrassing their parents did three weeks ago. I'm kidding, I don't hear that many embarrassing stories about y'all. So where does this land with our topic this week? Well, two things converged rather seamlessly that led y'all to get to experience a bit of Jesus Club this week. First, as we continue on our known series, our topic this week is culture. The teaching team wanted to talk about what culture is, what Grace's culture is, and what Grace's culture can be. One of the major cultural points that I see here at Grace is that we are a church that has a strong emphasis on hearing from a multitude of voices in our teaching. (laughs) For example, we have a teaching team instead of one pastor teaching every week. We seek out and include diverse voices in our teaching to make sure that we're getting diverse opinions in our messages. And it's at this point that it converged perfectly with Jesus Club. Because over the past few weeks, if you've talked to Charlie after the service, you may have received an invitation or been given a sign-up sheet to join Jesus Club. Well, one Sunday, as this topic of culture was approaching, Charlie mentioned to Laura and I after the service once again, that she would really like to do Jesus Club with the whole church. And as easy as that, we looked at each other and we thought, yeah, why not? Why not make that happen? Why not explore this idea of culture through the lens of one of our most diverse and unique viewpoints in the church? The viewpoints of our children, just like Jesus calls us to listen to and learn from them. So we're going to be doing a few things differently this Sunday to invite y'all to see this topic through the viewpoint of a child. First is that our passage today has actually been chosen by Charlie, and all of the insights that I will be using in my message are insights from the kids here at Grace. Last Sunday at Jesus Club, we talked about Matthew 4, verses 18 through 20, when Jesus calls the first disciples to be fishers of people. Through our conversation, the kids have given me the answers and the observations 
that I'm going to be sharing with you all today. And secondly, it wouldn't be Kids Church without some coloring to do. So if you haven't already, I'm going to grab, ask everybody to grab a marker and a fish from up front. So you can feel free to move around if you haven't gotten that already. And here's what I would like you to do with these fish. On the front, whatever you decide is the front of your fish. I'd like you to brainstorm during our sermon and write down the parts of our culture here at Grace that you value. What is it about this community that is meaningful to you? And on the flip side, if you feel inclined, I'd like to encourage you to answer the same questions that the kids did for this passage. I'll be reading them out as we go through my message. So I'll read them out twice so you can hear them and write on the side what your answer to that would be. And towards the end of my message, uh, Kevin has drawn this beautiful boat for us, and I'm going to call everyone forward to bring your fish to catch in the fishing net, and we're going to see it as a visual representation of our culture and our values here at Grace. Does that sound good? Awesome. Let's get into it. So our passage that we're diving into this week is Matthew 4, 18 through 20, and it reads as follows. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. So one of the big themes that we cover when we meet in Kids Church is this theme of belonging. You may be familiar with that word from our slogan, Become, Belong, Believe. It's a theme that is core to our identity and culture here at Grace. So in our meeting last week with the kids, I started by approaching our passage through this lens. Before we were able to talk about what it meant to be fishers of people, we needed to understand what that meant for us to, for lack of a better word, be people who have been fished, been caught up in the net. We've been invited to belong here in this community, and we've been invited into a relationship with Jesus. And that is a relationship that is defined by love. So with the kids, we wanted to establish an understanding of what it means to be loved by Jesus. So our first question we had the kids answer was, how do you experience love? What does it look like for you to be loved? So the question was, how do you experience love? And after thinking about this question, both of the Rogers boys, Ben and Levi, gave really insightful responses to this. For them, they interpreted love as a very reciprocal event. Levi said that when he receives love and kindness, it is important for him to find ways to repeat that love given to him to those in his life. Love is something that is meant to be shared and passed on. Ben said that when he feels love, he feels comfort. It's something that he can feel physically in the air around himself. And he said it is also very important to him to be observant of how those around him like to receive love so that he can help others experience the comfort he feels when he feels love. And what a beautiful image of love this is. A big part of Jesus' message to the disciples is that he calls them to share the love they've received from the Father with the world around them. Love is something that is extremely dynamic in this sense. And that brought us to our second question. What does Jesus' love look like to you? That was, what does Jesus' love look like to you? Because in order to fish for people as Jesus calls us to, we needed to understand what his love felt like in our lives first for ourselves. And our conversation in this section steered heavily into the feelings and emotions that come from a relationship with Jesus. 
One of our kids said that loves creates, Jesus' love creates safety for us. And in that safety that his love creates, it is in that space that we're able to believe in him and know him. Jesus' love was also described as something that is always with us. We have the promise of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, and through this, Jesus shows his love by being deeply invested in our lives. He's interested in our thoughts. He wants to participate in our actions. And when we do these things with him in mind, with with building a relationship with him, it only helps deepen our relationship with Jesus. The idea of comfort and this physical feeling of it came through strongly again through a story that Charlie shared with us. She told us of a time that she was out with her family at Silver Dollar City, and she began to feel very overwhelmed and scared. And when she was feeling overwhelmed and scared, her parents played her the song, Greater Greater You, Lord. She was given this physical reminder of the comfort and peace that she knew Jesus provided through this song, was able to remind able to have that reminder of his work in her life. So through our conversation, we were able to define the love of Jesus as physical and emotional safety and the comfort of knowing that he is present with us at all times and that his presence can help us feel safe when we are feeling overwhelmed. And it was at this point in our conversation that Stacy, who was volunteering with us that week, asked an amazing question to really flesh this out even further for our kids. She asked, is it tough to have a relationship with Jesus when we can't physically see him? Is it tough to have a relationship with Jesus when we can't see him? And it was from this question that I think our deepest insights into what the culture of our church here is through the eyes of our kids. So when asked this, Ben agreed that, yeah, it can be difficult sometimes to have that relationship with Jesus when we can't see him. But he added that he is often reminded of God's presence through the people around him. Through their actions of kindness and love, he is able to remember that God is present. And one of the other kids also chimed in and said that they often see the love of Jesus through their relationship with their parents, through the love and kindness that their parents give them. And the insight from our kids here is that Jesus' love is so often experienced through the kindness and support of community. It is something that is absolutely core to the message of Jesus. I mean, the reason that we do church, the reason that we commit to each other in this intimate way is that we can be image bearers of Christ to one another, so that we can help one another recharge, be heard in our struggles, and so that we can be image bearers in our communities, that we can bear Jesus' image in our workplaces or in our schools. And as we were talking about culture, I think it's actually insane how well this question from our discussion converges with this topic. You see, I see, some, I see culture as something that is extremely dynamic. Culture is deeply tied in with the values that a community holds, but it lives more in the realm of lived experience. Culture is the food that we share, the stories that we tell, the mi- music that we listen to. It's something that we interact with on a deep and personal level. And it's something that is developed alongside other people. See, the culture of Northwest Arkansas is not defined just by the food that Alex likes or just the sports teams that Roland likes, but it's something that becomes defined by the community living here. I mean, you could be an Alabama or a Texas fan here in Northwest Arkansas, but you're going to have a bad time of it, and you're going to be really going against the grain of the culture that has been established in this area. 
And that is where our kids' answers give us such a deep insight into what our culture at Grace Church looks like. It's a culture that is defined by the love that we show one another. It's defined by the way we reciprocate the love Jesus gives to each and every one of us, to our broader community here. And it shows up in deeper, way deeper ways than just Sunday mornings. It does show up in the food that we go and eat after services, in the conversations and living rooms on small group nights, in all the other seemingly small ways that we commit our lives to one another. And so that leads us to our final question. How can this church strive to love Jesus with the curiosity of a little child? We used Mark 10, 15 to frame this question, and it reads, Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. So how can this church strive to love Jesus with the curiosity of a little child? And our, our children's questions, answers to these questions, again, were beautiful. Almost every answer from this question pointed to, to us loving Jesus and seeking out who he is from the lens of a child who loves their parent. Ben used the example of how his parents have known him his whole life. They've seen him grow, learn, and experience the world. And he knows that they will continue to be there when he has more questions, as he continues to grow. Charlie called back to Psalm 139, which we had talked about like two months ago at this point, in Jesus Club. And in this verse, God is shown as our creator and as the being who knit us together in our mother's wombs. They all call to this slow, intimate relationship with Jesus. And the amazing thing about both of these is that they illustrate and highlight that we are still journeying. We are still growing. We're all still learning. Every one of us, from the kids to the adults. None of us have this life thing figured out. We're still making mistakes, and we're probably going to keep making mistakes as we go along the way. But the vision that our kids have for our church is one that we can cultivate a culture that says that's okay. That we can still ask questions of Jesus as if we were, sorry, as if we are a four-year-old asking their parents how something works. And if that is our relationship with Jesus, then as image bearers to one another, that means committing to each other's journey in this same way. Another big defining part of Grace's Church, Grace Church here, I think, is journey. We're a nomadic church right now about to move to a location just this next week. But that is something that is core to our culture, not the fact that we haven't had a home building in a few years, but that we're on this journey together, that we're asking questions together, and asking questions knowing that we don't have to have it all figured out. We can ask these questions and explore life with the freedom of knowing that our Creator loves us deeply and welcomes our curious questions. Our children's message to you is that love is defined by care, attentiveness, and curiosity. So feel free to ask those big questions here. I'd like to invite Charlie up now to help me hold our fishing boat, and then, then invite all of y'all to bring your fish forward and drop them in the fishing net. And let's see this visual, visual image play out of what we define our church's culture as. Let's see what curiosity that we can grow together. Yeah, let's go right there. Oh, hola. Thank you, Esther. 
Whoever's got their fish ready can come on up. <laughs> oh, they're swimming. Ooh, I like this one. <laughs> Some good-looking fish. <laughs> I mean, Ollie was eating his earlier, so. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much, Charlie. I'm going to put it back here for now, and then you guys can go back. Oh, we got. Oh, we have. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you guys for participating in this. So this basket here is a representation of our values as a church. I'm not going to be picking them out and reading them today. I dropped one. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. That threw me off for some reason. So I'm not going to be reading these, but I'd encourage after the service that everyone comes up and finds their fish again. And as you're trying to find it, Talk with one another about what you've written. Learn, let's learn and ask questions together to learn what the culture of this church is. For myself, I've absolutely valued how tight-knit this community is. The way in which people here, I mean, y'all, have invited Betty and I into your journeys has been nothing short of special and has looked so many different ways for us. From D&D nights to watching sporting events and having board game nights, Y'all have chosen to be curious about our lives. And in that curiosity, y'all have learned deeply and carefully about who I am. And I've learned about who y'all are. And because of that, this reciprocal love has been able to flourish. This has become my community, and a large part of that is because of the curiosity that has been developed here. And I really encourage us to continue on with that. So I was going to invite the worship team up, but they are already here, so that's good. Uh, but I'd also like to invite Charlie and Eli to serve as communion today. We come to the table every week as a reminder of Jesus' love and sacrifice for us. And I also hope that this Sunday is served as a reminder that we're all on this journey together. A reminder that we often need to slow down, ask questions like a child asking a question of their parents so that we can continue to be curious about one another's lives and continue to seek out ways to love Jesus through the eyes of our children. I'd once again like to thank the Children of Grace for their insight into this teaching time. Yeah, give them a round of applause. I am always so blown away and so encouraged by the insight that younger folk have. So I'd really encourage you Today, to also be curious, ask questions. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. If you would like to give, you can go to gracechurchnwa.org forward slash give. You can find more about us online at gracechurchnwa.org. Grace and peace.